This is the Lingaholics Podcast with Cody, Marcus, and Ian, where we dive deep into conversations about the experiences and endeavors of the language learning life. On this pod, we feature a wide variety of guests and topics with nonstop passion and nonstop fun. There's no last call for Linga Hall, so come on in and join the show. Something about you got me sweating, sweating. Baby, I'm a jabby loco, loco. Now you got my body shaking, shaking. Hey. I want to dance with you all night. Hey, DJ. Welcome in. Hello, everybody. Come one, come all. This is episode 29 of the Lingaholics podcast. Ian here. How's everyone doing? Happy Pod Sunday to you all. Uh, the boys are back. The boys are back in town. The fellas are here. Uh, it's another app that we're doing. And today's episode specifically is going to revolve around the topic of la musica because i know for me i know for marcus i know for cody music's a big deal uh it's one of the funnest ways that i engage with the four languages that i speak so we're going to kind of break it down language by language and uh, i just rode in today i had a road trip to get back to town i listened to music the whole time uh getting some inspiration for this podcast so it's been good and yeah boys let's check in See how everyone's doing. See how the languages are going. Let's see about there's some work and travel updates from the fellas as well. But overall, uh, welcome in to episode 29, folks. We're on the brink of 30. Oh. How's that for you guys? How does that feel? 30 apps. I feel great. Feeling That's good? Cool. Yeah, we was feeling good. We've we've come quite far. Yeah. yeah 30 yeah, apps. Hey. That's not that's not trivial. You know. No. It's, it's not entirely uh, trivial, at least. We're nine months in, too. Yeah, we're nine months in. Yeah. That's pretty pretty exciting. How do you feel, Pinch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel good. Um, so I guess I'll go first about my, my yeah. updates for the week. Let's go. Um, so last week was, was pretty stressful for me. I, I wasn't able to focus too much on, on language stuff, to be honest. Uh, I, I did a little bit, but... I was mostly preoccupied with the fact that um, Canada Post possibly might have lost my passport, which is not a fun thing to deal with, let me tell you. So um, I'd rather not go through something like that again, but it, luckily it turns out that they didn't, and it just was delayed, even though I got the priority service. So, I mean, thanks a lot for that, Canada Post. Hope you're listening. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> do, you guys, do you guys know Alejandro's passport story? Yes, that's crazy. Can I tell that yeah, quickly? Yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. so Alejandro, who's appeared on episodes 6 and 19, our good Mexican buddy, Cholo, as he's now referred to. So he lo- he got his car broken into in September, and in that breaking in process, his passport got took taken. And basically, and that also had, which is very important for him as a Mexican, had his U.S. visa which allows him to pass seamlessly throughout the great America beneath us. And yeah, so he was like preoccupied about that. couldn't find it. He went to 
the Mexican embassy in Cal or the consulate, I guess you'd call it in Calgary. Consulato, sí. And <laughs> yeah, and so he's basically reapplying just to get his passport, let alone the U.S. visa. And he showed him, he showed the lady, the consulate lady, his identification, and she's like, "Hey, hold on a sec." So he went to the back room and brought out his actual passport that was stolen three months prior. Sí. Yeah, that's like, crazy, hey. Whoa, Dios existe. Tenemos un pasaporte perdido aquí, señor. Por un cholo. Okay. But yours is fine, Pinch. Your yeah, passport's oh, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I don't have to go through anything like that. Uh-huh. And I, I mean, I don't want to speak too soon because there's still three hoops I need to pass through. So um, basically, I need to make sure that I actually get my passport from the Korean consulate. Mm-hmm. Hopefully nothing gets screwed up there. And then I need to pass my COVID PCR test before I get on the flight. And then I need to hope that my flight doesn't get canceled. So, I mean, I'll still be holding my breath a little bit during that time. But um, as far as I know, we're we're all good to go. In the clear. Yeah, we're... Well, yeah, like I said, we're not in the clear completely or, yet, but uh, it looks like we're we're gonna be yeah. in the clear. So, pero ya ya casi estamos. It, yeah, casi yeah. So estamos. yeah, exactly. So I finally have a departure date. I'm going to be leaving on Wednesday, March 10th. That seems to be the best date for me. So things are finally starting to. This has been a process that I've been working on for like four months. So I would have been very very disappointed if all of that time had just been wasted in completely done for nothing so i'm pretty happy that everything's starting to come together so i think a lot of people can relate to you right now that mm. have been going through this 2020 and what i like to call the hangover of 2020 which yeah. we're living right now mm-hmm. i think a lot of people that are trying to get stuff done travel work-wise abroad they can definitely yeah. relate to this struggle yeah, you're going sure. through yeah it's not it's not but it's it not just fun. it just really got bad because like when i was out traveling in the summer it's fine like no one no one really understood like no one really had it down there were no like covid there were no crazy covid restrictions i know like canada had their little like quarantine already but in europe there was like nothing and then i think in like august september that's when like all this stuff came yeah it's so it's it's tricky the only certainty is uncertainty with yeah exactly the covid rules but well i think that's just with life in general in life in general right. the only certainty is uncertainty uh-huh but cody you're on your way essentially yes i'm good uh, i'm good yes how was your week a me master master there you go el tío sueco has a master's now so uh yeah that feels pretty good otherwise man i am buzzing on spanish Mm-hmm. I've kind of, I really haven't done anything else in any any other language because, uh, you know, I've been preoccupied with everything else. And Spanish is kind of the only language that I naturally get to practice all the time. Like the French and German, I have to make like an effort. But as soon as as soon as I'm on, as soon as I get a little bit more organized, I'm gonna start booking a crazy am- amount of French and German classes on Italki. That's my big plan for March, the month of March. What's the frequency you're thinking of? At least one every week, minimum of each, of each, including Spanish, including Spanish. Ooh, so you're gonna take at least three Italki classes a week, minimum, minimum. That's ambitious. Yeah, but you know what? That's the way it's gotta go. 
Like if I'm gonna get in cra- if I'm gonna get crazy fluent in all these languages, I need to practice them every week. Yeah, that's true. With a teacher, and that, honestly, that's by far the most effective uh, method for me. I feel like, like sp- speaking, that's what I do because you know, like you can only get so far listening all the time to Spanish and French like podcasts. Mm-hmm and reading and all that you can only get so far and learning new vocab or whatever but just speaking it that's that's my main thing um so yeah i have a bunch of italki classes that's what that's what i'm gonna do uh so we'll see and then if i'm in a new area new part of the country then i'm very excited for the summer because i know there's a lot of um if i if i go out east um i know there's a lot of meetup language conversation mm-hmm. possibilities in, in Ontario for example um so yeah we'll see we'll see what happens I'm pumped I'm pumped to speak a bunch of languages all right Pinchy and tell me about your week dude yeah so for my week uh, I went back home I kind of had like a reading week for a teacher and a virtual teacher's convention and it was fun there was some language talks for me as a teacher so anytime you can get those super good um i'm keeping a fairly consistent even during my break i did i do koreans in the morning german in the afternoon and then dabble nation comes alive in the evenings and specifically right now italian for me uh, i've got out of my 2800 word course i've got 200 words left on my italian so then what's fun with this, once you've kind of gone hard on the language, you'll just, um, memorize gives you these reviews you have to do. Like it tells you, you need to review this many words. Yeah. So, uh, I just go through the speed review for that. It takes a bit of time depending on the amount that there is, but then that's basically my dabble now is the review. So go hard on the language on memorize and then let it, uh, let it kind of do its algorithm to what you need to review because if the words that you're messing up more it's going to get you to review those more and the words that you know well you don't have to review as much obviously uh so it's kind of fun so you kind of like i got those two focus languages and then i just get my uh my playground with that so it was a fun week and uh yeah i just got the uh, we had language come up last week and uh you know language come up is like a big musician guy too eh? so he's talked on other episodes how he's going to start a band with his brother and it just got me thinking about music and how if I was to like kind of calculate how much time I spend with foreign languages, a huge chunk of it has to do with music. And that's like, I've always been a music kid, like my whole life. Um, like I was a punk rock kid growing up and it's kind of morphed into like these language interests with music. So that's why I thought for today, hey, uh let's just do a pod about our music inspirations in four languages because i think that's a fun topic that you kind of get people talking about their favorite artists um cody you sent out some tweets about our favorite french artists as a group yeah yeah and getting people's feedback so i think it's a topic everybody can relate to in a way so wait what was the tweet I think Cody said our favorite artists for French are uh, Maitre Gims and Stromae. That's right. Oh, Stromae. 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 Yeah. Uh, Stromae. When, you guys, when we did the boot camp, I showed you that uh, concert of Stromae in Montreal. Yeah, it looked unreal. Oh, man. So, like Live concerts right now. I just keep thinking how like 2019, we were all enjoying something without really even knowing it. Hey, like you're enjoying 
<sighs> yeah, um, you're taking things for granted. Yeah, taking things for granted, but hopefully it comes back. But live music, like live music's kind of been a big part of my life since like I was in high school. Like, did you guys go to many concerts when you were? Foo Fighters. Okay, in Sweden? Yeah. Nice. What else? Uh, Rammstein. Oh, you dude, you went to a Rammstein uh, concert? Where? What? Have you Suecia. Oh, wow. man, that would have been crazy. Uh, episode 29th for us to find that out. That was a while ago. Still. Um... What else? A bunch. I've been to a bunch of uh, like music festivals. I've seen a, a fair amount of. I've seen the Those drop. Are big in Europe. I've eh? seen the Dropkick Murphys. Yeah. Classic Boston. In man. Boston. In Sweden, actually. Oh. Uh, what else? Uh, in North America, did I ever see anything important? No, I don't think so. Here. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Let me think about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What about you guys? You're gonna learn something about me today. Let's hear it. Never been to a concert. What? Really? What? I've, I've never been to a concert. See, that's my mom. Interesting. Are you serious? It's really interesting. Are you serious? Yeah. Was really? it your thing, really, growing up? Two, it, it wasn't my thing, and I never had the chance. What? I, I never yeah. had any friends saying, hey, do you want to go to this concert? See, and also, I was never really super interested, like, See, just my by myself to go. Wow. The only one was a Rammstein concert, actually, when I was in university but it turned out i i wasn't going to be in it was in edmonton but i i, I wasn't in edmonton. edmonton during the time when it was happening right. so yeah never been to a concert oh snap okay so then damn that's very interesting because i want to go would, yeah okay you want to go what would be your ideal first concert oh that's it would it would be a ramstein concert because like okay, we'll get we'll, we'll, to Korea soon. You think? The, well, Korea, <laughs> man. Okay, we're into K-pop eventually here today. Talking about the like the expansion of K-pop. Yes, uh, I've seen Mac Miller. That was kind of cool. Mac Miller. Okay. Yeah, I've, and Frank Rest Ocean. Frank Frank Ocean. Uh, what else? Sorry, Cody. I just I was just thinking about all the different uh, artists that I've seen. Yeah, that's all good. Don't Did I see? Yeah. No, I don't remember. That's yeah, no, that's that's crazy. Concerts are fun. They're really, really fun. They look like they're fun insane. and they sound like fun, and everybody tells me they're a blast. And the more like the more I see concerts on TV, yeah, the more fun they look, and the more I want to go to one. Oh, dude, because yeah, they look yeah, unreal. Because you see all the energy, man. you energy. see all the people like crying in the audience and like passing no, the mosh out. Pits. The I'm mosh like, pits. and like I've I've never been to a concert, so I can't really understand what it's so like. But like. There's got to be a reason people are always passing out and crying their eyes out at these concerts. Eh? You've never been in a mosh pit? Dude, I've like, never been in a mosh oh pit. Oh my god, man. Jesus. You that one right now. <laughs> it's probably the least COVID-friendly activity ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like as a punk rock kid, even Lloyd Minster, we had punk shows. Right, like my punk band, Twenty Eight Foot Midget. We had a few shows, and then <laughs> what was, um, wait, 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 what was the I name? I talked about this band name. Yeah, before. you talked about. Yeah, that. but what was the name again? Twenty Eight Foot Midget. Oh yeah, I heard that. <laughs> and then yeah, like Elks Hall, Moose Hall. Like we had all the punk rock shows. What was also, what, what was your biggest concert? Uh, we played Maidstone, Saskatchewan, at a high school one time. Our parents. How many up. people were there? Uh, I'm gonna say fifty. Actually, no, probably one of the Elks Hall. We were the opening band, and a local band was the headliner. But there was probably like 200, 300 really? people at that show. That's yeah, pretty like good. Nice. Minster, right? Like, just like everyone comes out, and we had some originals, some covers. We did have a little mix here and there. 
But yeah, like, do you guys know the Canadian band Alexis on Fire? Yeah, yeah. So I, they, I've probably seen them like a dozen times, like Saskatoon. Edmonton. Alex on Fire? Alexis, Alexis on Alexis. Fire. <laughs> shout, the, out, shout out to, uh, oh, where are they from? Ajax, Ontario. Shout out. Okay. This band is really funny because they can be is read. You Alex can re- on t- No, no. <laughs> that, that could be a Canadian band name. So Alex Canadian. on Fire. That's so Canadian. <laughs> But their name is funny because when you read the first time before I ever heard it, I thought it was Alex is on fire. Right. Yeah. Because it's one word. It's one word. Alex on fire. But they were part of that like screamo genre mixed in with Dallas Green, who went on to form City in Color, which is very melodic, acoustic, Mm -hmm. folky. So you're like, then Dallas Green. Like it's like that mix of like the screamo, yeah, yeah, absolutely. lyrics with like the nice melodic, yeah. uh, soothing kind of emo lyrics, but yeah, and then like other bands like My Chemical Romance, The Used. I grew up on. Like there was a, used to be a big big festival for punks shows uh, called Warp Tour. So 2005, 2006 here in Calgary, that was a big thing that I came to all the way from Lloyd because Calgary was like far when I was growing up. I was mm-hmm. down south, right? But that was like my foundation growing up for music. It was all punk rock all the time. But, yeah, but now it's completely different. I, 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 I can't really say I know a single punk rock band. Well, you probably do. Like what, what's a, I know My Chemical Romance. Yeah. What's like a famous like, song of them? Teenagers. Um, yeah, what's, it's kind of weird how you forget. That's like they MTV. A, I feel like yeah, that was like a super MTV era pretty, thing. I feel like um, I feel like you would big. I feel like you would see My Chemical Romance on MBT, MTV you all the time. Used to used to see it. Right. Yeah. That's where I recognize it from. Uh, I'm not okay was one off their second album that was really big. Yeah. Uh, so they played a they played a concert called Taste of Chaos when I was in grade eleven. Saskatoon. It was them and the Used, and it was, it was a big deal for us alternative punk kids in the yeah. scene. Back in the mid two thousands, um, but nowadays it's like whenever time I hear that music now, it's all like memory lane. Like I, I don't like actively; it's not on my like current playlists or anything. So it's kind of funny how you grow up and grow out of certain genres, but it's kind of like yeah. your roots, right? But Koda, man, we, all right. We, do you want to talk about K-pop here to start? Because you're going to Korea, so it's kind of topical, and. I was so on the road today. I went thinking about music. So Spotify's got a cool podcast called On the Record, and basically all they do is like talk about their uh, streaming stats, like on the really? platform. Okay. Yeah. So basically, they can like give you percentages and total streams of like what's grown in popularity and K-pop. I think we talked about this initially before the Korean War, but like K-pop is booming like if k-pop was a stock like it's already high but it's something to invest in because just worldwide uh like on spotify's platform since 2014 it's gone up 2000 percent of streams Ooh. on k-pop and, and you cody you had another tweet what was your tweet this week about like learning korean because a lot of people do yeah. learn it mm-hmm. and korean there's a reason korean is so popular right now so what was your tweet again so it was, am I the something along the lines of, am I the only one who started learning Korean not because of K-pop or K-dramas? 
because it seems seriously a minority man and it, yeah minority. It, absolutely and it not only like what um the the reasons that learners themselves give but whenever i see some kind of resource of korean people talking about why you might be learning korean that's mm-hmm. the, the the only two things they ever bring up it's like, maybe you want to understand your favorite K-pop songs, or maybe you really like watching these K-dramas and you want to understand what's going on. That's the only thing they ever bring up. But after listening to that Spotify show, it completely makes sense. 2,000% mm-hmm. across the world. Because K-pop's massive in Brazil, for example. So these K-pop performers, perform, like they perform in Brazil. So you have Brazilians... Like singing along to every word in Korean, huge incentive. You know, I got a little bit of a story here. Okay. So I remember being um, at the university, at the University of Calgary, a couple of years ago, yeah. uh, when I was a new student. And then one day, I was at the gym, and then walking out of the gym, there was this huge line, like I found it like in the um, the main building, right, mm-hmm. uh, McEwen Hall, uh, outside of the gym. And it was crazy. It was like the cra- I've never seen this many people on campus before, like ever, like ever, 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 ever. And um, like obviously, like I was curious, so I went up to the to the venue and I started talking to some people. Like, hey, what's going on here? Like, what where are you guys all here? They're like, yeah, there's this band. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And they told me the name of the band. I was like, what? Like, what, what kind of band? I've never right? even heard of that band. I was like, yeah, apparently it was yeah. some K-pop band from Korea that was like playing at the University of Calgary. Yeah, uh, and there were like thousands of people there which was pretty crazy and everyone was really huge. fired up it's so huge and like, um yeah yeah that's everything i want to say no no it's it's super interesting because like canada i don't know where we rank in like the k-pop fandom rankings but yeah, it's, it's, be it's growing everywhere and a huge reason it's just so interesting learning korean and then finding out like okay a lot of people are doing this okay, yeah k-drama is pretty massive too but mm-hmm. this K-pop fandom, uh, like the BTS, like some of these K-pop fans kind of even got into activism too, right? They bought all the tickets to that one Trump rally and then didn't show up yeah. in Arizona. That's like, that was K-pop fans. So it's like kind of weird how mm-hmm, they, yeah. they threw around their influence. But like the BTS, which arguably the biggest K-pop group, their fans call themselves the ARMY. Like that's that's how they refer to themselves. Yeah. Like, like I never in my life like did I follow a punk band or like did Justin Bieber's fans call themselves the Army? <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's just they're really passionate about it. But in terms of so you got to think like sites like Talk to Me in Korean, Ninety Day Korean, like all these like sites teaching people Korean, they gotta see that marketplace and be like, oh absolutely, how do we get a share of this because people are. People in Brazil are singing along, not just to the English, but to every Korean word. What's this? Well. What's what was the podcast called? The Spotify uh, it's podcast? called For the Record. For the and Record. And this was a September 2020 episode. Uh-huh. And the, so the first episode was just about like from Seoul to Sao Paulo yep. was the name. And then the great. episode after that uh, was called BTS, The Army, where they basically just talked about... Um, like bts in particular which and then like the stats are insane for how bts as a band has grown like in the first 24 hours of their song dynamite they had 12.4 billion streams yeah um they've had the first band since the beatles to have three number one records in a calendar it's catchy music like it's very melodic but then the question they were kind of pondering on the pod was like why why is it globally catchy 
right? And they they brought an interesting argument uh, in the Arab world. So as anyone kind of knows, knows the Middle East, like it's a more conservative place, right? It's a more modest place. So they said for young people there who still kind of... Depends on where. Never mind, keep going. Yeah. I'm, talking, like, I'm just talking in general. Like right, yeah. statement about for the sure. Middle East. Like for Egypt, sure. Egypt, Lebanon, yep. etc. And this kind of goes the same for Korea where there's a huge... Uh, respect your elders element in those culture like uh, in Korean there's the three honorific codes like I've said it's like usted squared like depending on how formal you want to be situation so respecting your elders and being honorific is a big thing and I said the way k-pop is attracting people is that it's not like the flash it's not like the crudeness of some American pop music like Nicki Minaj and like kids in the Arab world can listen to K-pop kind of guilt-free without all like the really nasty. And they said that was a huge reason why it's like K-pop's modesty was like it's not. It's modest. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's not like I'm looking at these videos right now and they don't seem very modest. Yeah, but the lyric content and granted because maybe it's in Korean as well, like it's a different language, but it's not as. Like come on! Some oh, the okay. I see what I, I see. What you're saying? I see what right? you're like saying. Right? Like it's just more modest yeah, content. Yeah, like the American stuff. That really stuff resonates is... with a lot of the Arab world in that way, which I was like, oh, that's a really interesting cultural point because they so kind of K-pop is big in the Arab world. Huge man. Really? It's huge. Yeah, and they gave more stats how like it's just grown like double, triple in the last little while, like K-pop music. So that's what I mean. Like if K-pop was a stock, it is. Boomin. It's going to the moon. It's bullish. Yeah, it's but bullish. it's just interesting how, you know, depending on the country that you're in, it's going to have some kind of opinion on K-pop. Right K-pop now. And I don't bullish. know what other country you can exactly say the same for right now, but for their pop music, like J-pop is kind of a thing. It's a category. It's a category on Apple Music, but I don't know J-pop has the same clout as no k-pop no it doesn't so you got groups like bts blackpink who has a documentary out about them on netflix and it's a very i think julian touched on this in his episode with us it's a very uh rigid like industry like these aren't just like blink 182 is a band that just formed because they were buddies that's not how these k-pop groups are formed like, no very no, no, no. like there are schools and these dancers and singers trained for years and years on edge it's industrialized um, it's industrialized oh, for sure yeah, yeah. but it's an export now like if you think about k-pop's cultural exports to the world it's yeah massive so so yeah it's just seeing, yeah, talk like, about influence like we've talked about this before uh, like how language learning is like, yes. like the, the influence of english culture for example for sure. and like the link between culture and language foreign language acquisition mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right and, like, don't quote me on this, but I think even the Korean government has, like, a department of yeah. K-pop or something. Like, I don't know what it's yeah, called, yeah, yeah. but, like... The Prime Minister, the President there, um, congratulated BTS when they uh, hit, like, a certain number on Spotify or yeah. won a certain awards. Like, so there's oh, a yeah? huge, okay. like, political... I mean, like, every country connection. has, like, a department of, of um, right. culture yeah. or yeah. something equivalent. Right, that deals a, with promoting that country's culture globally. Right. I know is anyone close to Korea right now? Well, I mean, obviously I America 
Domin- has dominated, dominates, and will. I think America will even continue to dominate for quite a while. We have Justin Bieber in the weekend. Oh yeah, so <laughs> yeah. How can I, I forget? Dri- yeah, as yeah. I was driving today, I was like, "Is there C pop? <laughs> C pop? <laughs> That's Biebs, the Biebs. Yeah, I, I saw a joke Biebs. actually that was like, um, "So if K pop is Korean pop, then Chinese rap would be crap. C uh. rap." <laughs> 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 yeah. So that's one thing. Like, I just like thinking of like these languages culturally. Like right now, K-pop's a juggernaut. I would say. Oh, absolutely. So, so what about what about like Sweden when we had like Avicii, Swedish House Mafia, and all these guys? Yeah, why not? Was that was yeah, that? But they weren't known for being Swedish. Swedish House Mafia. Oh uh, well, was other it than being Sweden. Yeah, but even then, it wasn't. That was just ABBA? the name. Abba. <clears throat> Like, did that promote Swedish culture in the world? I would, I can guarantee you that if you like ask the average global citizen, where is ABBA from? They they would not be able to answer as clearly as if you asked them, where is Blackpink yeah, from? That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Right. But did ABBA ever sing in Swedish? They did. Okay. Yeah, but are those songs famous? That's what I'm wondering. Uh... Like,. No, they're not. Like they're thinking like right, Korean and K pop. Yeah, yeah, like, I get where you're coming from this with this, Marcus. Yeah. But but sorry, it's, well, no, just, it's, it's it's not quite the same. But that's it has, okay. So it has to be in that language in order to promote it. Like if it's if it's not unique Korean, enough because if they're like speaking in there. If, if 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 ABBA if they're singing in English, they they might as well just be from Britain or the US or yeah whatever, right yeah yeah because the big thing about BTS right now so they just released their song Dynamite. It's their first only english hit so before then like the korean was always woven into their sound and that's Same. why korean is yeah because like cody you talked about wanting to learn german because of video games like a lot of people yeah. want to learn korean because k-pop which is like oh, it's so interesting because that's like a complete like cultural motivation for language learning it's it's such a external force Oh yeah, on someone. Huh. Mm-hmm. And as far, so you brought up the example of J-pop earlier. Yeah. I would say J-pop doesn't have in, as much influence as animes for Japanese. Right. Like yeah, for yeah, yeah, Japanese right. animes, number anime one is huge. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So it might depend on the language. What's the main but draw? Like Spanish. Oof, like that could be the food, that could be the music, that could be the beach in Mexico. And then there's also the the practicality question, right? Like which languages are the most practical? Because a lot I don't of people think that matters with K-pop fans. Oh, oh no, no, no! But we're talking about separate categories for why people learn languages in this case, I guess. But um, yeah, K-pop, yeah, it's not practical. It's just fun, right? Like they just enjoy it, right? But. Like, you can make a bunch of other practical issues. Like, you can say, oh, like, if you spoke Spanish, you go to Latin America and speak to, like, ten times the amount of people. Yeah, that's the practicality. But the K-pop fans will be like, no, I love K-pop. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm learning Korean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, any particular... So, I'm a big... I like Blackpink. I like... We've had one of their songs. So, yeah, we should How talk about... like that? Yeah, we... So, like, I... We... Every episode, we put a intro song into one of our episodes our podcast i always have lots of fun if either i'm the one picking it or you guys pick it like i always okay like digging a little deeper into that artist that we pick okay but i have a question now so k-pop okay it's cool and everything but are there like k-pop clubs and like bars in like calgary 
Oh, I don't know about Calgary. Like, like, like we went to like uh, because I mean like the, the Korean group in right, right Calgary. Because you can go anywhere in the world essentially, and they're gonna have Latin night. Like it's gonna be like Pereo, like one like you're gonna be able to find that everywhere. Yeah, but there's huge like like that episode on Spotify today. There's a huge fan club in the Middle East of K-pop fans. Right, right, right. But you know what I mean, like Calgary, like you're gonna be able to find like bars that are specifically yeah modeled after latin american music okay but you're just thinking like in the infancy stages though like you gotta look where it's spread Mm -hmm. i think eventually to calgary yeah i don't know if i think eventually it will become a thing but for now ian's right it's still in its infancy stages here in the startup here it is here it is but you gotta look globally no, even globally i I don't know listen to some of these probably like in like in brazil it's massive K-pop's massive in Brazil. So you can find, like, clubs where they play, like, only K-pop music. I don't know about, like, clubs, but it's, yeah, it's in that direction, for sure. Okay. Yeah, so it's just interesting, because then, like, certain groups, like, when you watch that Blackpink documentary, the one girl in Blackpink's from Thailand, so they went back to her, like, to Thailand, to concerts, just, like, just pandemonium for, like, her, her homecoming. And I was like, man, this is fascinating. Because, like, all those Thai people, like, are they learning Korean? Are they not learning Korean? Are there Korean nights there? Okay, whatever. It's it's huge, though. It's a, it's a, it's a big deal there. So I think it's just interesting seeing global reach. And then for me, what I'm most interested is Steve Kaufman. Uh, he always talks about how Harry Potter is a way bigger influencer for people learning English than, like, some british council and trying to yeah. encourage people to learn english so cultural influences uh but yeah so blackpink's probably f- fave for me there's a uh, one group called stray kids something i don't know lots of times i just put on a k-pop playlist i don't really pay attention to who the artist is um or the song title um but you're like oh, this is this is a banger like, stray kids jam. is pretty good like stray, stray kids is good yeah um so yeah, each one kind of has its own feel. Yeah. But then, like, I'm not obviously I'm not like super hardcore. You're like, no, like, like, like the K-pop stands that know like the biography of all the oh. people like that. But it's fun though. It's a super fun music. I find it's mm-hmm. super lively. Like the whole reason BTS wrote the song Dynamite was like to cheer people up from 2020. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Like they said that. So it's well choreographed. Oh yeah, and that goes back to the like, these guys the, know how to like dance the industrialization and, yeah. of this music. So okay, well let's try let's Cody, your first ever concert in Korea. K pop concert, why not? <laughs> why not? Yeah. Post COVID, yeah, right. Yeah, seriously. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah, fun. yeah, I wonder, yeah. Okay. So did a little ditty on Korea here. What's uh out of all the language, like the languages we speak, which ones do you guys listen to the most music of? <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, I'm I'm guilty of uh, I'm guilty of listening to a lot of Spanish music. <laughs> I like all I'm types of Spanish either. music. I like you know I, I throw on some some Gypsy Kings every once in a while. Hey, you know, I'm, okay, love them, and you know even a little bit of bachata, some Prince Royce. Oh, Prince Royce, you know. Man. Uh, shout out shout out to Spokane Theater where I saw him last year but you know um, Latin American uh, popular music uh, of, of sorts I tend to appreciate I mean, uh, it's it's catchy the music's good and it's a great way to pick up some um, new 
slang, colloquial expressions. Yeah. Sozusagen. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, no, that I tend, I, for the time being, that's probably my genre of choice. Any particular artist, though? Uh, like, you know, it's... we have Conejo Malo. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Conejo Malo, man. Bad Bunny, Pincha, uh, uh, J Balvin, Maluma, ¿Qué más baby. Maluma Baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Conejo Malo, man. That guy put out two records in 2020. Like, that's yeah, energy. Yeah. yeah hey. Good stuff, too. Conejo really Malo, good. Like, yeah. Yo, Vistasi, like, great songs, catchy yeah. guy. But I mean, like, historically, like, I know every single Rammstein song that's ever been, Rammstein song that has ever been released, um, essentially. Like, even, like, the older stuff, I've listened to all of that. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, especially, right? Um, what else? Like, language connection stuff. I mean, oh, like... Okay, but, okay, hold on, like, Spanish. Okay, let's hear some of your favorites. Cody, who's like, let's go through our yeah. favorites of each yeah, let's, genre. Let's, let's dig yeah, into yeah. Spanish. Okay. Genre, like, mm-hmm. You really mentioned bachata. There's salsa, marrengue, there's yeah, zumba, so reggaeton. When, when it comes to genres, my favorite genre of Spanish music is salsa. Okay. And that's because, I don't know, I just feel like it's it's the most... You just, it's the one that makes you want to dance the most, in my opinion. Oh, man. It's, yeah, it's I so love lively. salsa music. So much energy. I well, think I think bachata is a little bit too like y- you need like a girlfriend or definitely. like a bro a boyfriend to like to yeah to dance with that right I agree um, yeah or even to just like really enjoy it to its fullest and then um I th- so this is really int- let's talk about this so Ian Wait, you were complaining about what so you were talking about salsa I just want to name some of my favorite salsa songs so I think one of our first episodes Asuka. we had. Cali Pachanguero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cali I listened to our playlist today. That, that, that's probably my um, my favorite salsa song. But also, Ven a Medellin. Yeah, okay. Grupo we did Gale. that for an episode yeah. as well. Did we do that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. We did. That's that's uh-huh. another one of my favorites. Yeah, so uh, all, my, all my favorite salsa songs we've, played, we've had on the pod. Uh, what else? Anyway. Yeah, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. I just wanted (laughs) to mention that. Sorry, but you were saying I was complaining about something? Yeah, 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 because you were saying that um, Spanish rap is not that good. Segunio. But, like, (laughs) rap... Okay, yeah, because I don't consider reggaeton rap. No, 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 we're talking about just, like, Um, rap. Like, hip-hop. Yeah, I'm not not the biggest. Like, I'd rather listen to French or German rap. There's one... uh, Calle Trece is interesting okay. guy, but he adds a lot of melodies into his. Other than that, I don't think I could name you that many like Spanish rappers. I, I get what you were saying, the reasoning you were giving, though. Like, Spanish rap is particularly aggressive. It feels yeah, like it's particularly like uh-huh. raspy and aggressive and in your face. Rap is usually like that, but Spanish, it's like really. Yeah, I, I like it top. in French, I like hey, it in German. Hey, Ricky Hombre Libre. Nuestro yeah. amigo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. De Galicia. El Pura, vida. Pura vida. Pura vida. Uh-huh. We use that for an episode as well. He's great. Uh, oh, we did? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but okay. He's, so he's that, that would be like one where well. I just... I know like a few examples. But where like I could go on to you. I could talk to you for like hours about reggaeton, who I really like. Like, 
Año AA, Osuna, Carol G, Nicky Jam, Daddy Yankee, and then I like the crossovers they do with like Daddy Yankee's got a, a salsa song right now with Mark Anthony. Yeah, so I love these crossovers. I love yeah, this, the, the crossovers I love this cross pollination that's happening in Spanish music because yeah. they all kind of recognize the different traditions that they come from. And then they're just like, hey, let's collab with this. Like, like uh, Bad Bunny's done a ranchera songs with some Mexican, like, ranchera artist, Norteños. That is cool. And the, the, the cross-pollination in Spanish music I find mind-blowing and super fascinating. Um, but yeah, Spanish rap, I, I guess I'm just more ignorant, and probably the fact that I'm ignorant is because I'm just not drawn to it as much. Yeah, that's fair. I can't um, tell you a single, like, rap artist. Rapero. Yeah, I, I can't really like I don't listen to a lot of Spanish rap, th- but when it when it comes on, like I, I enjoy it. I like I always, all kinds I of I always rap. thought that like reggaeton was like Yeah, I always kinda considered that the rap, but I, yeah. that's no, more no. hip hop though. Uh, it's more it's like, like pop hip hop. It yeah, it's its own thing. Reggaeton it is, is its own, its own thing. thing, its own genre. And you guys ever hear, like, have you ever heard an English song in reggaeton? It does not work. No, no. It's so weird. I never heard that. It's, it's not work, yeah. Like it's it's so peculiar how like this genre particularly works for one language for Spanish, uh, like you kind of have like cameos. Like I was listening to one. Sorry to bring her up again. Like Nicki Minaj or Cardi B. I kind of confused the two. Um, like, Same. Like, honestly, I can't tell you the difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, but like they kind of appear in. Like they're starting to see some of these more English, Spanish. Mix. No, like, I know P- Cardi Pitbull's B. Been doing it for a while. I know Cardi B. Okay, I know Cardi B. She's yeah, from La Dominica. Right. La Dominica. So kind, of, kind of mixed in, but that's like an English artist. But yeah, like they're such good. Like I don't know. Some people hate that I get Like I think Cholo is not the biggest. He uh, doesn't. No, 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 no. Cholo has. He is. <laughs> okay, our friend Alejandro. <laughs> he yeah. has the same opinion as me this is an unpopular opinion but i think it's the right opinion <laughs> so reggaeton is only good at parties and working out working no out. no not even working out no wrong no to quote trump wrong yeah yeah man maybe road trips maybe road trips but not like our friend it's jose who listens social. to reggaeton the whole way like during a 12-hour yeah. road trip I just, I find it's, yeah, it's catchy. Um, I don't even particularly, like, anytime I'm listening to languages, this kind of ties back into, like, language learning here, like, uh, Matt versus Japan, a big YouTube channel uh, on Seabolt's channel. He's talking about, like, music's, like, kind of a terrible way to learn languages. In terms oh, of, like, yeah. It's so distorted. So. I don't think so. I think it's really good. Like, if No, you, man, it's not good. No, uh, so, no okay. like, Compared to listening to, like, a clear podcast. Yeah, like, and, let, me, let me tell you something, like, the only reason I listen to music is just because it's enjoyable. It's no other reason. Like when I it comes agree. to actually Disagree. learning anything, I never learn anything Disagree. from music. Yeah, like, I'm not listening to K-pop right now to learn Korean. No, no I'm, I, I can t- I can give you an example. Coquetear. Okay. What does that mean? In Spanish. Yeah, that's because you guys don't listen to enough. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> wow, that's straw like to flirt. Straw. Okay. That's better than flirtear, which I yeah. But just because you learned that in a song doesn't mean you can only learn that in a song. 
yeah but that's where you would that's where you hear stuff like that that's uh, like the colloquial yeah expressions. no and then also yeah, i have another i have another argument here uh-huh. if you're able to like actually hear what they're saying in a song like that'll help yes your, yeah that's your, better your listening but comprehension as well how often are songs actually like that what <laughs> no, but you get better at that. it i swear to god you get better at it well like, i put a tweet about that a while it, ago like if you listen to a song like a, a, a Puerto Rican slang, have bad like Mickey Jam, Bad Bunny Babe. Like eventually, you're gonna start understanding him. I promise you. You you just haven't listened to it. Yeah, you have to really pay attention to it, though. No, but if you listen to that song a hundred times, after like after a hundred times, you're gonna start understanding more and be able to like decipher the different words. Yeah, like I like the tweet I put out was like, "What genre is the best for language learning?" If we're gonna claim there is a good genre, and obviously, it would have to be like melodic pop music with the clear lyrics clear like, and clear and slow yeah like, i haven't learned anything from yeah Deutsch like, rap. But, but there's still <laughs> there's still a benefit and i li- i listening to Deutsch rap like i i learn a lot really like, yeah a lot okay i i feel like i learn a lot from music and it's not just like forming grammatically correct sentences it's like slang and catchphrases and everything that just like gets stuck you learn in a lot of slang because it's sure. like it's catchy it's catchy yeah, and it like it sticks and it's catchiness. like you get it on your you, you get it on your brain and then it sticks yeah there's I so just, many expressions i think matt's argument was if it does work it's not that effective basically yes but it's, it's highly inefficient it's like volumen it's like the 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 the, the volume of it like the, the quantity like the time you listen like like it, it's not the most effective but it gives you those hours of like just listening comprehension like automatic uh, subconscious listening comprehension well yeah and this kind of ties back to my korea point like all those brazilians singing along to korean do they know the meaning like or after, do they not after know probably one? not probably not but the fact that they can still sing along with it means yes. they've accomplished the pronunciation and, part and you yeah. start understanding like how it sounds like I, like i'm very confident in my ability to pick out a P- puerto rican accent by this time like after listening to such to a lot of conejo malo <laughs> like yeah some just something like that right it's not necessarily to form like the the best grammatically correct sentence as in like understanding every word but at least you know exactly how it sounds like yeah and like i think the main reason i list for it is like my own enjoyment and i just want to know more culturally about the language like the fact that i listen to a lot of deutschrap and rammstein it's not necessarily to improve my german that's just if i go to germany i want to be able to relate to people i meet I have yeah a, I, be like i know deutsch rap i, I, I know rammstein i have mm-hmm. not i have another example of this so when i went to catalonia i started listening to a band called charango yeah you which another I one loved. of our songs yeah, i played one of those songs as well and they it, it's fairly clear when they sing yeah, it's like yeah, what obvious. is this like a alternative rock band i'd say um kind of yeah kind of uh and just super good in the beginning when you're learning a language just listen to the music because you kind of get a feeling for how the language sounds like just by listening to the music and uh i'm not necessarily learning a bunch of vocab but i'm learning how the sound i'm I'm, I'm, yeah yeah i'm getting to learn i'm getting to know the language slowly and like the the melody of it and and the pitches and all that no definitely the so that helped me a lot I think that I think listening to music in the language, your target language, is an integral part to to the language acquisition process. Oh yeah, like I think you should definitely do it, but I I just don't think it's a good like primary method. To no, use. no, no, no. But it's indispensable. Oh, oh, sure, okay. I think we can 
Yeah. Agree on that. It depends what you like. Do you like movies? Do you yeah, like yeah, sports? Do thing. you like music? It completely depends on what you're like. It's a are. supplement for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's a great way to get your hours in with the language. Like if you need now the ten thousand hours or whatever the the guideline is. Mm. Like we were talking about this before. Yeah, so, I just feel like it, it definitely expands my frontiers of knowing what the language is capable of. Like oh, like this k-pop genre is such an expressive genre like this all came from korean uh and that's yeah it's basically my same feelings spanish reggaeton like this i'm not only focused on reggaeton like yeah love bachata went down to spokane saw prince royce last year calgary shout out uh it's kind of inactive right now because of pinch corona but uh there's a site called olacalgary.com yeah they used to have all the spanish events and there was an incredible latin music festival uh two years ago in 2019 uh actually at the chinese cultural center in calgary and it's phenomenal like local musicians um so i I just feel like yeah even in your local communities if there's a there's a latin rock band in calgary i forget the name of them right now but super fun i I saw them at a bar too kind of thing so anytime there's a local artist in your community that's in another language and you're in, into that language great way to because you could if they're like cool you can go talk to them after the show too kind of thing um okay let's talk about korean spanish any french favorites for you guys uh obviously like gims gims man gims like honestly i don't listen to a lot of french okay let me think i do listen to french music i have a bunch of for french sure rap do. I just don't I, like. It's hard for me to memorize what they're all called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm at that point too. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of it's kind of tricky. Like for Spanish, it's easier because they're such superstars. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Gims is big though. I think Gims was. I remember when I was doing my internship in Spanish, yeah. and the French teacher next door, she was playing Gims to her class. That was like 2015, and I kind of followed him since. And he is that interesting balance between like a melodic singer just he's a superstar and then his rap man like i've shown you like muy, he can talentoso. yeah 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 and he's kind of like he's french but he's got, like he's congolese at the same time so i feel like that gives him a unique vibe as well and like the thing about me do you get this as well like you have a bunch of songs on your spotify and you don't know how they like sound like but if you like click on it and listen to it you're like oh that's yeah yeah, yeah 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 for like sure I, that's what it is for like my french i just i tend Definitely. to find a bunch of cool like french french music but it's hard for me to like actually learn about the like i haven't studied these artists really i just tend to like add whatever cool songs i i listen to to my playlist yeah and, and then, then they're kind of just there and i listen to them all the time but um yeah studying french it's real like france french quebec french even african french like those music genres that come from those different places are are, like very distinguishable oh yeah if i play you quebec french um that's even the genre not just like obviously the language itself but the the musicians are different like it just sounds different um but i'm realizing well. most of my songs here like the vast majority have gims <laughs> yeah 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 like, he might awesome, not be the primary man. artist but like he's in like all of them which is kind of fun oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a good artist i i would say 
I, I would say I like him more than Stromae. Okay, but Stromae is still... Stromae's really good, but I would say I like Gims a little bit better. Because I think I was talking to you guys about this before, is like, he's one of those artists where like, pretty much every song he puts out is just a banger. And like, it's not really every artist good. is like that. That's another thing I really appreciate about Rammstein, is like, every one of their, every Rammstein song is just so kick-ass. That's what I think of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Right, yeah, there's American bands that yeah, resonate yeah. with you. Like every song way. Um, I used to be, yeah, what else? And for, and talking about French music, so I think I think every language is like, is particularly good at certain music genres too. That's what I mean about reggaeton. Yeah, yeah right? like Spanish like, is really good at that. Yeah. And I would say for French, it's like, it's it's good for rap, but something, I don't know if you guys would agree with this, but I think... French music, French is really good for just like really chill, like cafe style. There's studying traditional, yeah. I like um, the yeah. I like the music sometimes. Ian, have you uh, listened to this or do you know this? Like, every, if you listen to Radio what? Canada or Le Radio, uh, yes, well, Radio Canada is great for new French artists. Yeah, they have great like, music. I've probably gone to accidents lots of times, like whipping up my Shazam. Yeah, like, I'm like, I really like this song on Radio Canada. <laughs> like, I want to hear it. Say it. Um, yeah, I discover a lot of a lot of French music through Radio Canada. Like, damn, this is catchy. Uh, and they'd be like, oh, they're from Quebec, or um, usually like hearing Radio Canada. Yeah, they are like uh, Quebecois band. But then, like, there's a great playlist if anyone's interested on Apple Music. It's like Saint Bab uh, Saint Jean Baptiste, which Wait. is June 24th in Quebec. Which, that's what they celebrate there. They don't celebrate Pinchy Canada yeah. <laughs> like the rest of us. Yeah. Uh, but there's great concerts of that, like the different artists play that. Like this last year, they did it all. Like obviously, there was no audience because of Pinchy Corona, but great, like Quebecois music, great display, great showcase of uh, Quebecois music. Um, right. Probably my favorite Quebecois guys. This, this is where I like differ from like my Spanish. There's a. I, we used him a couple episodes as an intro song. His name's Loud. Uh, love him. Like rap, melodic singing, Quebecois rapper. Uh, love it. Like he's got some, he's, I think he's got two albums now and an EP. And super interesting. I was, I was trying to look, see, like lots of the problem with like Quebecois artists in Canada, they don't really tour outside of Quebec. So it's mm -hmm. hard to go see. Uh, yeah, because there's no market for him. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, I was just like, ah, like... Like they might go they, to France, right? Yeah, like Loud. Loud has YouTube videos in Paris and Paris, but not in like Pinta Toronto. That's funny. No, like right? they have a stronger connection to France than to the rest of their own but country. That, uh, yeah, it makes <laughs> sense, right? Like Loud's gonna resonate with yeah, right. uh, them. Uh, there's another Quebec wall band called Two Brothers, kind of like a folky type country music. Like I could go on all day about different ones I like, but. Yeah, that's San Jean Baptiste. Just on YouTube, if people Google that, it's a fun outdoor concert. Mm -hmm. Showcase that. But then also, like, that Gims connection. I've been trying to get into more, like, different artists in Africa, like Cameroon, Chad, and uh, like, there's some fun French music. Like, it's yeah, just a different There's so vibe. much music we never even heard. That's oh, so yeah, that's the thing with the language, right? It's like, that's a fun thing. Like, when you put out that tweet the other day, like, some people recommended artists I hadn't heard of yet so 
and i love like okay i'm gonna check that out and i like i like doing that as well like going on going down to like rabbit holes on spotify like trying to find like random artists that yeah 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 it's like a quest like i've listened to a lot of stuff right right because i just found this one song that he had that we, yeah, that we yeah, used yeah. for a pod and like he, he's pretty good like he's talented he's got some good lyrics and i mean that guy raps very clearly like it's very um uh, pronunciated everything and you it's very easy to understand what he's saying so that, i mean like yeah shout out to ricky hombre ricky hombre libre like it's a very wacky name but man yeah. this guy from galicia he has a super good song when he's like um it's like his love song for his his tierra yeah about galicia yeah it's so i love that guy yeah so i'd say gims loud and then random quebecois artists take up the majority of my listening space yeah french um yeah Gala, german we've mentioned rammstein german yeah i didn't know rammstein played edmonton yeah that's interesting. Yeah. They've, yeah, been a couple, they've been on big. a couple world tours. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. it makes sense. But yeah. um, I think with... Uh, so we were talking about like that certain languages sound better with certain genres. Yeah. German is really good. I think German and French are both really good for rap. But whereas French is really good for like more like that chill kind of like cafe uh, bar style music. Mm-hmm. German has some really kick-ass rock bands. Oh yeah, like German kills the rock. Yeah, genre. Cody, they're you're, so good. Cody, you're the German music expert here. Yeah, and like, uh, so those tend to be like the music genres that I really like the most are like rap, hip hop, and and uh, rock. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why German music resonates with me so well is because yeah, all those genres yeah because happening. they're they're just the best at those ones. And like there's so like I always every almost every new German rock band or like rapper that I find is like, dude, this guy's awesome or like this band is so good. And like yeah. so for example, I know like another one, uh, an- another band that I listened to that you really liked is Oomph. Yes, yeah. They're yeah, pretty yeah, good, like, hey? They do the Arbite nerfed. No, no, that's Daishkind. That... Oh, okay, okay. That's okay. Daishkind. Okay. Yeah. But these some of the other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are... God assigned pop star. Yeah, God assigned pop star. God assigned pop star. Labyrinth. Uh huh. Yeah, those are like older songs too. Right? Yeah, they yeah, like, they were like the mid nineties. No, like mid two thousand. Their first album Oomph, was midnight. Yeah, maybe not that song in particular, but I was like, oh, these bands been a lot yeah, around yeah. for a while. Okay. And I I want to talk about Rammstein. Okay? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, like sure. I want to apologize to all the Germans listening because I know Germans hate Rammstein. And they're probably really? like, yeah, dude, I, every German I've talked to hates Rammstein. It's kind of like, we hate Bieber? A little bit, yeah. I think, like, it's, ah, I think it's a little bit Hey, similar, wait, yeah. wait, we don't hate him. Yeah. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, seriously, because I think like, they're a little, they feel a little bit ashamed of it because like, they, they the, like Germany has a lot of good musicians. Yeah, no, and then sure. they, they feel like, oh, like we've got so many good musicians and like Rammstein is the only one they know. Like, and they, they think that like a lot of Germans think they're not that good, but I would disagree with them because like Rammstein is a quality band and they know how to make Man. really good music. And their music videos on top of their it, music like, videos are solid. Their lyrics are yeah. clever. Like, and the sound of all of their songs is like, oh, like it just, it's, it's just really impression. gets you right. 
There's so much passion and yeah, energy. Like that Deutschland video is. Oh my god, it's not. It's like yeah. the best music video of all time. Uh, probably, probably, yeah. It's most provoking. Yeah. Yeah, very controversial, very, very uh-huh, thought provoking. Yeah, well, that's why it's think. good. Yeah, yeah but like visually, it's just like it's like movie quality. Oh right. yeah, it's yeah, just it's cinematic. Yeah. Yeah, it's a wild video. Yeah, like I remember the first time I watched that video, like I got goosebumps. It was that good. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, another one. So, I'd like, you guys think also, like, Seed is... Yeah. That's probably... I don't know back in the day how I discovered Seed, but I just, like... Like, I just typed in German music, and Seed definitely came up. But their new album that just came out in 2019, I, I'm arguing, and I'm saying this more than even my reggaeton, I've pro- that album, I've probably listened to... Bam Bam, it's called. I've probably listened to the most the last year and a half. Like, I just love that album i'm not even the yeah, biggest like, reggae guy yeah like bob marley's cool and there's something about seed something sound about see the dual vocalist like peter fox mm-hmm. and i don't know the other guy's name uh yeah they, they just got something especially that album like even some of their previous stuff i don't know if i'd say i like the entire seed album uh certain songs with that newest one it's like damn like i see yeah. peter fox saying and i'm like i want to learn german so bad like, he's <laughs> my main motivation besides like going to teach there like sounding like him in german like i'm like that's he's so cool like the cool factors yeah off for the sure. chart um, <laughs> but there's a lot of good like just good german like pop music too actually like there's some great playlists so yeah, like what's that girl at nina hagen <laughs> like the girl from yeah. the 80s Neun and oh, nice Luftballons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the punk band Goldfinger, the 99 Red Balloons. Um, lots of good covers of that song. I know another, like, maybe a more modern pop, German pop. I think Helena Fischer, have you heard of her? She's, like, another, like, big German pop artist. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing about going to, like, which genre is the most comprehensible. When I put a German pop playlist on and just hear the songs like at random it's like okay i'm just like can understand like lots of the choruses right because they repeat the chorus a few times and so that's where i think like pop music is a new learner to the language i think and if it's a catchy song on top of it then it's even better to like mm-hmm. kind of stick in my head uh but yeah and then Trap. i just feel like every time i listen to Trap, i'm in some like underground yes uh like barracks that a like a rap show rap yeah man it's just like, so man, cool this is like yeah. underground germany right now like this yeah. is another subculture that i just want to dig into mm-hmm. which is kind of when i get when i listen to french music it's like i'm in the banlieues of yeah paris right like it's a little yeah bit, you have like different images rougher, in yeah head, like right? oh this isn't not the like he, it, th- it does provide like an insight into like the the life there as well you know yeah. like they, they do yeah. rap about like social problems like whatever right. problems that they have right whatnot that's the cool that's what i really like about rap music right because it gives you like some kind of insight into the struggles mm-hmm. of everyday life for uh-huh in the hood in for you know for the people the the everyday middle class people mm-hmm. yeah the interesting thing about like german rap because you have like you have Deutsch rap, and then you have like the, like the more hip-hop kind of right. like more upbeat stuff like stuff like i showed yeah. you guys die fantastischen vier uh-huh like right. those guys like they're from they started in the 90s but they've been making music like since then and um they 
Yeah, like their their sound is a lot different than like more of like the grungy kind of like underground. Maybe like mm-hmm. uh, someone like uh, like Fard, for example, or Cedo or something like that. Right, right. Or Bushido. If yeah, you guys have heard yeah. Of him. yeah. There's a bunch, right? Like that's why I like these playlists on Spotify and Apple Music. I'm always like, holy, there's a lot of artists. Hey, I got a question for you, Ian. Yeah. What about Ukrainian music? Hey, ah, thanks, man. There you go. Thank you. Uh, so Ukraine, I really got into the music uh, when I was learning it there. And what's that band called again? I love so that I, band that we were listening. To oh, you like them? The, cool, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So the, they're called the physicist. The guy who has a P. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll physics. talk about them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the band's called Okean LZ, which translates as LZ's Ocean yeah. in English. And they're arguably, I always debate, I always, me and Lee kind of debate this, but he considers them, okay, whether you like them or not, like the Tragically Hip are a, a peculiarly iconic Canadian band. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so he's basically says like, Okean LZ is the Tragically Hip of Ukraine. Okay. This yeah. isn't like necessarily sound, like they are a rock band as well, but just like what they mean to Ukraine. Um, so I got to see this firsthand so uh like i really got into them they were a when i was learning ukrainian i listened to like tons of okean lz and yes their lead singer uh vladislav vakarchuk he is a national figure uh he's he's i think he's like contemplated running in politics he's a physics phd just a really bright guy he's like represented ukraine like, How come he's not the president? Because right now they have yeah. that Zelensky. Isn't he like a freaking... Oh, he's uh, a comedian. Comedian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Apparently there's a show on Netflix that he was in, Zelensky, that I need How, to... How come you choose a comedian over a physicist? Yeah, like, but like it's not like Vakar... But there's also... like Ukrainian politics are interested. Like Klitschko is the boxer that ran in politics there. So yeah, they kind of have a eclectic mix of different uh, personalities. But regardless, Okian LD, he's he's still making music. Uh, Lee just told me, like, I talked to Lee on the weekend. They got a new song uh, out I haven't listened to yet. But this band was big for me. And lo and behold, so I was planning my trip to, like, Bratislava, the Polyglot Gathering in Ukraine later in 2017. Well, earlier that year, Okean LZ was playing in Toronto, uh, March 3rd, 2017. I was like, I have to go see this. I have to. It was just one of those moments. So I've... I, my luckily my buddy Mike who I used to teach with at the ESL school uh, he was down he doesn't speak a lick of Ukrainian so we went to that so that was on March 3rd a week later uh, so the OKNLZ is doing a North America tour a week later they were playing in Seattle um, so I was like oh my god like am I that nuts like to go like see them again because I was in Toronto for the weekend flew back like and I was a substitute teacher at the time where you could take days off whenever the hell you want. Uh, so I was like, I'm going. So like, that's what I told you guys. Like my road trip from Edmonton to Seattle, like 14 hours. Where'd they play in Seattle? I was a small club. Oh, yeah, this club. Small, but yeah. The cool thing, like what they were doing at each place. So when they were in um, uh, Toronto, because that was their only Canadian date. They, do you guys know uh, Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen? Of course. Hallelujah. So okay, and LZ, like you know how bands do like interludes sometimes in songs. So they uh-huh. broke into that. Well, when they were in Seattle, any guesses which band they covered when they were in Seattle? Uh, Kurt Cobain. 
Really? Nirvana, man. Really? They did uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit in one of those songs. Like, ah, oh, wow. this is freaking sweet. So that was cool. Uh, Wait, they're actually from Seattle? Nirvana yeah. is. Oh, yeah. I know that. Yeah. And then... Uh, actually, I didn't know that. And then, so that was the second it. time I saw Lincoln Elsie. And then to top it off, just like to show my... Well, I was going like hardcore fan when I was in Ukraine. That's when Okian Elsie was touring back in Ukraine. So when I saw visited Lee, um, we went down. It was a city just south of Kiev, the capital, Bilaserkva, White Church, the translation. And we I saw them there. So it was my third time seeing them in four months. I was like, all right, this is just like meant to be like the trifecta. Oh, that's crazy. So kind of yeah, that's my craziness for that particular Ukrainian band. There was a lot of other great Ukrainian bands. Uh, as well, another one Lee just introduced to me um, called Go Ah Go underscore Ah, really cool like electronic band. Yeah. But this, yeah, that Ukrainian band really motivated me in my entire. Because it's not like I had a. There's no Ukrainian meetups in like in Edmonton even, which is like lots of Ukrainians yeah, there. Like it's just it's a different culture learn. learning, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a big band for me. So. That's good. That's you my know. story. Yeah. No, that's cool, man. Okeon LZ. And hopefully they just keep pumping out music because fun bands. So if you're into Ukrainian, go check them out, folks. Yeah. So um, would, would you say like Ukrainian is, is a good language for rock music? Yeah. Yeah. I th- yeah. I think it translates well. Uh, it's sometimes because even in Ukraine itself, kind of like when we talked about with Lee on that episode, there is a lot of Russian influence so actually the intro song to our episode with lee that's in russian that's not in ukrainian mm. uh but, but that song really resonated with the people in ukraine during the euro maidan 2014 um revolution there when they that overthrew the 2014 2013 2014 yeah and they overthrew the the president there but if you watch that music video it's like very really emotional like charged with all the imagery of the revolution yeah, yeah, that song is in russian uh but yeah yeah in terms of a genre there's some cool like i don't mind like vakarchuk the physicist lead singer of okian he's produced a few folk albums for this one pop singer um yeah there, there's a bit of the ukrainian pop like this electronic band lee showed me yeah. but I, th- I think for overall i wouldn't just say ukrainian but like slavic languages in general like rock music was pretty big in Russia, even during like the seventies and eighties too. So I think there's definitely like a Slavic rock vibe. Yeah, okay, for sure. Slavic, yeah, Slavic. Yeah, the Finns, the Finns, they love the rock, the Do hard they? rock. Like uh, the hard okay, metal. I was okay. Let's well, yeah, Scandinavian. I was gonna ask about Scandinavia now. Metal, Scandinavian. Metal. Yeah, yeah metal. you guys are all. If, if you guys want to talk about metal, then you got the wrong guy here. Okay, I, I know zero, but here's the thing: I know that ex- it exists, and I know that it's big, and I know that we have like these like Sweden rock festival, are like super right. big, super popular. I couldn't tell you the names of a single band that that's played there. Fair enough, but but I know it's big, and a Viking um, vibe. Yeah, seriously <laughs> though, seriously though, yeah. especially like rural Sweden, like up north, like rural, like conservative Sweden. They like yeah. they love. They love their their hardcore metal. <laughs> so right? many instruments, man. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, like traditional Viking horns and what people use for that. Yeah, for sure. Like instrumental music. So, um, okay. Do you have a favorite like Swedish or Scandinavian artist? Look, I'm I I was very and still am to a certain extent. I've I've been very into um, Swedish rap and hip hop. Yeah. Uh, and I think the Swedish rap and hip hop is is very very good. 
um there's just a there's a million different artists that i could um for sure that i could mention but uh that's crazy hey for such a small country there's only eight million people right ten Ten. Yeah, 10. Okay. 10, 10. But like a lot of our rap is it's interesting cuz like a, we have a lot of like like a lot of our rap is influenced like comes out of like the the immigrant communities. I'd right. say most of it. I think that is the case in every developed country. Like if you look at the states, it's and Canada, the, like Germany, France, that's like state, that, that's not the case in the states. Okay, well, uh, yeah, that's yeah, you're right. But it, I think nowadays it does. But um, like even when when rap first originated in the states, like that stemmed from like the black population, right? Right, but not the immigrant. Like, no, no, right? no. In Sweden, but it's it, like d- directly out of like the immigrant. Okay, population, okay, okay. Right? The newly arrived. The newly, yeah, I don't know, like, like in there's some like good like Swedish rap artists who like that like are. Like Swedish originally, like traditionally Swedish people, but the best music is absolutely from the from the immigrant communities. For um, rap, for rap and hip hop, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, like that's mo- mostly the stuff that I grew up listening to. To be completely honest, like I've always been like a big like classic rock guy. Yeah, yeah as yeah, well. For okay. sure. Um, like I was, I was absolutely like I loved like Guitar Hero when I was a kid, for yeah, example, and that yeah, was like definitely. very influential to me. And then I still got really into like classic, classic rock and and like other bands like Foo Fighters, U two, Red Hot Chili Peppers, like you name it. Um, but yeah, I'd say Swedish Swedish rap and hip hop. I'd check it out. Okay. Yo, if there's any people out there that are interested if you like tying politics to your or history to your music there's a cool i've been getting into some of these uh podcasts or like series like eight episode nine episode series kind of like that rabbit hole one sweco you showed me on the new york times a while ago mm-hmm. um so this one's called wind of change so it's about the german rock band the scorpions who the another only classic band another classic band they only sing in english but they're german but there's a whole theory let's say about that the cia helped them write the wind of change to help bring down the soviet union uh back in the day and the whole the docu the, the boy, how would you call a documentary for a podcast the pod documentary yeah, the pod sure. documentary uh gets all into it they interview like cia guys they interview the band they interview people that were at wow. the concert uh back in the 80s really interested if you're a rock fan or a history fan uh really interesting series so tying it to like yeah because it's that particular song how it was really different from the rest of like the power ballads of the scorpions like that one really resonated uh have you guys so when you guys have traveled like china germany um sueco barcelona colombia like have you encountered music in different ways (laughs) because when i was in nicaragua like the, so Nicaragua had its revolution in 1979 there's kind of these like propaganda songs of the Sandinistas but when I was with some of the campesinos they would still sing those now and again which I always felt like interesting I went to some cool flamenco this is not this year but um, like a few years ago I went to some cool like flamenco bars in, in Andalucía oh, okay. in Spain right I mean like that's just a cool vibe you know like you walk into a flamenco yeah, bar and yeah. some dude singing and uh, you know it's authentic obviously and it's it's really sick um what else let me think about it yeah obviously like when i was in in like costa rica and stuff like but that was mostly like pop pop music 
Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of like authentic uh, musical experiences that I've had while traveling. Yeah. I was lucky when I was in uh, Honduras. I uh, went to this one place called La Ceiba, which is on the Caribbean north coast of Honduras. And we just happened to stumble across. It was like a festival happening. And uh, they got the Garifuna population, like the black population in Honduras. And like uh, this one artist, Aurelio Martinez, who I kind of like heard about before I went to Honduras. He was playing at the at the at this festival, like singing in Garifuna with the big drums and the dancers and everything. So I was like, oh, sick. Like, and that just like complete happenstance that I got to experience that. But that like only would have happened traveling. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Koto, any musical experiences? Uh, I, I wouldn't say like I've just like randomly happened upon stuff like that, but. Um, I can just, like, talk about during my time in China, just, like, what the music scene was like there. And I would say it's, like, it's split into three categories. Okay. There's your, like, traditional music that you can kind of think of when it comes to China. And then um, they have, uh, like, in, like a histor- during a historical period, like, they have what they call red songs. Oh, Okay. And those are also those are all songs from the Chinese Revolution, and of right. course from the Mao era. Yeah. And then they have uh, good times. Yeah. Uh. And then they have from modern times. Um, it seems like pretty much the only type of music that's popular in China now is like this really slow kind of sappy love songs. And that's like okay. that's like pretty much ninety percent of Chinese pop music. <laughs> really? It's it's crazy, seriously. Like yeah, yeah. Like just living there for two years, I I got to experience that. Like real, that's really like especially young people. That's really on, the only thing that young people listen to. You oh, go really? to yeah, yeah, young people. Yeah, young no people. K-pop. No, no. Well, K-pop sometimes, but when it when it's like about Chinese music, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's like all Chinese pop is very, very slow. I'd, ima- and like I'd imagine sappy. that like everyone in China listens to K-pop. No. A lot. It's popular. It's popular in China, but um, Asia, man. Not just yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. But um, another thing that I want, I like, I think is kind of interesting is that. Uh, they have the phenomenon of well, in China they call it KTV, but in in Korean they call it, or in Korea they call it uh, Norebang. Oh yeah. So like yeah, basically yeah. the it's idea just, of a singing room. What's what Julian talked about? Yeah. Like, karaoke. It's so proliferant. Like, like it's a it's big there, right? Oh, it's it's massive. Like yeah. I would. It's so massive that for young people, so in in the West, young people go to the bar. On the weekend mm. with their friends in yeah. in China and Korea, young people go to a singing room. Norebang. Yeah, Norebang or KTV. Right. And that's where you can go and you just like you you order drinks and yeah. like snacks with your friends and you just go and you sing, whatever. Man. You're gonna be mm-hmm. doing that soon. Yeah, I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll be doing that soon. Yeah, I'll be going to Norebang. Yeah, <laughs> looking forward yeah. to. it. That'd be fun. No, it's yeah. fun. Yeah, because that's when I was with Julian in Montreal. We went to a Norebang. I guess now in retrospect, I know what it is. You went with Azrin too, right? Azrin was there. <laughs> Azrin was all the, yes, a few of the, the glots, the polyglots. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I guess tying into like the future, so Portuguese language I've been dabbling with, and there's in, port, in Brazil specifically, like there's uh, samba music, 
another one called uh, Sertanajo. I might be saying that completely wrong, but that's another one that's like a genre particularly of Brazil. So it's like, oh man, like if you knew Brazilian Portuguese, like maybe yeah. I'd get more into this genre. Samba, right? samba, samba. Yeah. Right, and that's not to say like you obviously can enjoy the music of whatever language or country without speaking a lick of the language. But I just find language learning gives it an extra fuel. Like I like like K-pop is getting more and more intriguing to me all the time. The more I like, mm -hmm. get into my Korean, yeah. yeah. So I feel like it deepens yeah. the appreciation, the K -pop. knowledge. K-pop. Uh, so many, yeah, so many genres. So many pops. K-pop, K-pop. C pop, <laughs> -pop. Yeah. you know, like I don't know, it's a lot. It's yeah, fun. it's a lot. Yeah, music is fun, guys. So it's fun stuff. Yeah, lots of Arabic music too. Actually, want to get Turkish music. Yeah, I uh, love Arabic music. Yeah, I like. I don't speak Arabic, but I just really like the sound of it. Big time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's 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 got a, it gives me a very similar feeling to when I'm listening to like some Spanish salsa music. Like right. like you just want to move and like yeah, just dance. It. it it lifts your mood. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, her friend Abdu. Uh, also, like, do you guys watch or heard like uh, Bollywood music? Like yeah, like yeah, some Bengali right? yeah. music. Mm -hmm. God, those are bangers too. Like, yeah. Like the ding 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 Yeah. Oh my god, this is lit. Yeah, it's good. It's good, man. It's very, very enjoyable to listen to for sure. Seriously. One day, there's a lot of good music out there. I wonder if there's any good music in Urdu. It's gotta be, right? All these languages, like even in Africa, like Swahili, kind of even. It's more. I remember my friends, my good friend Stefan, when him and his wife climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. So all of their in Tanzania or wait, Tanz Tanzania, Tanzania, gracias, uh, Tanzania. They had like a crew of nine, like uh, porters, I guess you call them, like the crew that like, carried their tents, made their food, all the, that the stuff. African and they like Sherpas? start. What sorry? <laughs> yeah, African Sherpas. The, yeah, yeah, and then, so basically when they were climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, though, they'd like start singing these like African folk songs to them. It was like a way to like encourage them and this is all like swahili and, yeah that's really cool uh, steph said it was awesome because it like changed your name into the song and stuff yeah like, oh man <laughs> it sounds legit so whenever i learn we're gonna get my buddy josh on the pod uh next week and he's really into swahili Hush. um but that's definitely uh i want to climb mount kilimanjaro one day with uh somalis or uh Somali. Swah <laughs> Somali, that's another Mount Kilimanjaro with Somali pirates. Yeah, Somali pirates. That'll be after. Uh, but yeah, it's like that's like tying these language experiences to stuff like that. Um, be super cool. So I, uh, before we leave here, I just want to yeah. say I, I have this new language challenge okay. that I'm going to do. So if I, there's, as I mentioned in the beginning of the pod, there's the possibility that I will relocate to Ontario within the next T -dot. week or two. Mm. T dot, T dot. Drake. Now, that's 3,500 kilometers. Oh, yeah. Which is t three days of driving, essentially. So I'm going to plow through like a Pimsleur program in either Portuguese or Italian. I haven't um. decided yet. And I'm going to see if I can like attain like B1 fluency. In one car ride. <laughs> B one, that's a reach. Why not? It's Italian. You could do A two. If I no, but if I plow through the entire Pimsleur program, like I'm easily A two. I think. Yeah, okay, you could do yeah. A two. 
But B1 is like, eh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Italian, though, you already know. Lots of romance. Parlare l'italiano. Posso parlare. Respect the language. Respect language. Respect the No Instagram. respect. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tackle Italian without any respect whatsoever. Oh, Jesus. That's yeah, I remember Miguelito <laughs> gave us that good Spanish I listened or not sorry, Italian artist that one episode too. I listened to that guy a few times too for Italian music. So I don't know, I find languages languages and music are such moods for me, but Sueco man. Pardon you gotta come to Vancouver first, potentially, and then yeah. Across the country, five thousand kilometers. Let's 5, go. Okay, it's a lot of pems. A lot of pems. So, well, uh, yeah. But yeah, any final words on the musica, boys? But I think we're all good. What's, um, menos hate, más pareo. Menos hate, yeah. más pareo. There we go. <laughs> all right, menos that'll sum up the pod. All right, there you go. thanks, folks. Peace out, folks. Have a good one. Ciao.